This is one-on-one's NFL Friday, bringing your weekly Jets, Giants, and NFL talk from WFUV Sports. With top guests, weekly fantasy advice, and opinionated analysis, this is one-on-one's NFL Friday. Big time week in the NFL playoffs coming up. One-on-one's NFL Friday here to break down. Kenny Ducey, Nick Legerfo, and our divisional round of the NFL playoffs and saw a very thrilling wild card round. Three games decided by three points or less. And I'm just very happy the 49ers won. <laughs> oh, are you really? Are, are they by chance your pick to go to the Super Bowl? Maybe. <laughs> well, I have to say it's awesome to be back here on NFL Friday. I did a lot of these shows last year. But uh, this is my first time back here, and it's it's been late in the season, but uh, it's a Wait. great time to be here because, as you said, there's great football last week we had, and, of course, looking ahead to this week, some big-time matchups yeah. that are on tap for this weekend, so really excited about that. Yeah, the only one you're the only one man enough to come in through the sloppy weather. Julian Ianza, as well, our producer, very, very man uh, to come uh, come in. Uh, it was snow on the ground. My, you know, my, my, sibling, my sisters yeah. had a delayed opening this morning. <laughs> You I know, was just very completely sure. My just, shoes, and I, I just got my shoes shined yesterday like a dope, and now i got to get them shined again tonight before the Nets game, yeah. which I'm going to. We're both dressed in suits, by the way. Yeah. yeah. We're both dressed in suits. It's a shame you guys can't see us I at think home. this is the first time that we've ever done a show, a podcast, so anything. Today. So we're formal. both, besides like a broadcast, a game broadcast, where both people are dressed in suits. Julian... You were in the, the Tom Glavin jersey, of course. Newly the inducted. Shir- no, the jersey, the John, the Tom Glavin jersey today because he just got inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame. Uh, but that's obviously for another podcast on deck. We'll get to uh, some football here today, Nick. And look, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, uh, we're most likely going to see these two matching up in the the championship round, unless, of course, Andrew Luck or. Um, Phil Rivers yeah. has something to say. About, I, I wouldn't about be that. too quick to to pencil both of those guys in there yet. Uh, I think Philip Rivers is going to have something to say. He's a guy that's had uh, Peyton Manning's number in the past. You know, going back to the '08 round of the playoffs, where his Chargers knocked off the Colts uh, unexpectedly in that '08 playoffs. So you know, it's been a while since the Chargers have been in the playoffs, but uh, they looked impressive last week going into Cincinnati and knocking off Andy Dalton and the Bengals. And not to mention the fact that Philip Rivers and the Chargers did go into Denver not too long ago and knock off Peyton Manning. You look at the quarterbacks that we're going to see in this, this round, and I think it really just displays why quarterbacks are so important in this league because every single one is battle-tested and for the most part is a, Actually, I really can't say for the most part is a veteran because Cam Newton's probably not a veteran. and obviously well, this Lockheed is his first playoff game. Right. I wouldn't say he's but a veteran, no. Breeze... Wilson, Luck, Brady, Kaepernick, Newton, Rivers, and Manning. And that is a ridiculous lineup of quarterbacks. And, I mean, not uh, not coincidentally, the elite, really, in the NFL. I mean, I don't think there's... I don't think there's one quarterback who you could classify as, you know, upper echelon that's not in the playoffs right now, right? Because Alex Smith, uh, I wouldn't say, is upper echelon. No, I, I wouldn't. Andy not. Dalton certainly is not upper echelon. The only echelon. thing we'd missing— Rogers, Aaron Rogers. Rogers. yeah, he, he's the guy that, that I would say. He's, he's the only one that's really missing. And and you look across Drew Brees against Russell Wilson, uh, that's that's one of the key matchups. I think that's going to be the most exciting um, this weekend because— uh, I didn't know this, but this is one of the the numbers that I was looking at before we actually went on here. And Russell Wilson has won 24 games, and that's the most 
uh, by any two-year quarterback in the Super Bowl era. So that that's simply amazing, and that's something that we we often overlook about the amount of uh, ability that this guy has and his winning ability. And uh, you know, he was a couple of plays away last year from leading his team against the Atlanta Falcons. So, th- so being home this year, you know, who knows how far he can go? I really. I've become a believer in Russell Wilson this year, and I'm not even sure why. Because, and I'm not even sure why I wasn't a believer in him to to start. But um, he really he didn't even run the he didn't even run the option at the beginning of the year that much, and or in terms of keeping the ball. And he's become one of the most explosive running quarterbacks in the league. He's he's really really impressed me with his late game abilities to win. And maybe he impresses Kevin Clark of the Wall Street Journal as well, who's going to join us now on One on One's NFL Friday. Kevin, uh, ho- hopefully you're somewhere warm or you know not out in the snow right now. Actually, that'd be very troubling if you were calling us from the snow. I am nowhere warm. I'm in Manhattan right now, and I'll be in New England this weekend, so it's only going to get worse. Ouch. Uh, yeah. Well, that is certainly. On ouch, I guess uh, the best game I think uh, I think of the of the playoffs right now as it's come to and the Colts and the Patriots and I, I have to ask you, does Andrew Luck? What percentage of a chance to win this game does Andrew Luck have? Uh, I don't know, maybe twenty percent. I, I just think that my basic problem with him is he's a great quarterback. He can obviously do whatever it takes to win, but when you look at the numbers. The way to win in the playoffs is to throw deep passes and connect on three or four 40- or 50-yard touchdowns. And really, he doesn't do that. He, he, his uh, completions, as far as throwing the ball over 20 yards in the regular season, were worse than Geno Smith and Mike Glennon, uh, to put that in perspective. So, I really, I, I just think he doesn't have that ability to go into New England and, and have these deep throws and steal a win. You know, Joe Flacco was able to do that last year, and Joe Flacco last year was probably the best uh, deep-passing quarterback in the NFL. So, you look at it, I just don't think he's equipped. Uh, I think the defensive line of the Patriots is underrated without Will Fork. They have pretty good schemes that will keep him in the pocket. And I think it's just going to be really, uh, really a big problem. Well, Clark, uh, we, we talked about some of the – Kevin, rather, sorry. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, we're, we're used to having here. Clark we're Judge tight. on here. <laughs> we're, we're very tight with Kevin here. <laughs> Kevin, um, we, we're used to talking about the elite quarterbacks, and we we talked about one game with Tom Brady, obviously, that, uh, up in New England. But uh, one of the guys that uh, has had some rough goings in the playoffs recently, and as, as good as he is, and that's Peyton Manning, he's had some rough times in the, in the playoffs. Do you think this is the year that uh, Peyton Manning returns back to the Super Bowl? I think they'll win this weekend. I, I just don't think San Diego has the horses to match up with with Denver. It's really for me. I look at it. The, Manning will survive this game, and the reason is because that the San Diego offense doesn't have that many weapons. They can't get in a shootout with Manning. Uh, they, you know, basically Denver has one great cornerback, Chris Harris Jr., who'll be able to take out uh, Keenan Allen out of the game, and then Rivers is going to have a tough time finding anybody other than Antonio Gates. Uh, it, it's really for me a situation where they could win this game by three or four touchdowns, and then next weekend is the big showdown. I don't know if he'll win the championship game and get to the Super Bowl. I just think that there's, you know, on defense there's too many questions. Vaughn Miller is out, those horses on, on the uh, on the defensive side. It's just probably an uphill battle. The Patriots have more talent all around. I don't think this is the year for Peyton Manning, no. Well, I'll ask you this, Kevin, since we're on the topic of Peyton Manning. You look at the team he won the Super Bowl with in Indianapolis, and then you look at the team he has around him now with the tremendous defense they have, no Sean Marino who's been running well, and then obviously that ridiculous receiving core. Do you think this team is better fit to win him a Super Bowl than his indie team? 
Yeah, I do. I mean, there's more talent around, certainly on defense. Uh, they didn't have those great cornerbacks in, in Indianapolis a few years ago. Uh, even the pass rushers, you know, Derek Wolf on the D-line, who's been banged up, but will, will probably return to health by the Super Bowl at least. Uh, you know, it, it's – it's a better team, but it's not as good as New England, and it's not as good as Seattle, and it's not as good as San Francisco. There's not pieces at every position. They've been able to carve out a niche as far as the tunnel screens, those little passes with Demarius Thomas. You know, I saw a stat a couple weeks ago that Thomas uh, was led the league in receptions within five yards, and then he led the league in yards after catch. Uh, I'm sorry, within yeah, within five yards of the line of scrimmage, he catches the ball, then he, he gets more yards after catch than anybody. He just they just basically run the same play over and over again it's it's something that really can't be stopped and so yeah that that play uh is the key to success but if they wanted to do branch out and do something else it could be a huge problem and so they're kind of a one-trick pony at this point kevin i want to stick with the afc just for a second here because you guys had a hilarious piece on bill belichick jeff foster i'm seeing wrote it um then that he smiled seven times this year i'm just very curious if you know anything about like the amount of time that went into figuring out how many times he smiled, what methods that, that Jeff used, or in general, I mean, if we're even going to see him smile again. Yeah, well, he does read everything about himself and his organization, so I'm sure that Bill saw that and he will react accordingly. Maybe he'll smile more, maybe he'll smile less. Jeff is my editor uh, here at WSJ, and he spent the last week certainly looking at that. Uh, hours and hours of film. He watched other coaches to make sure it wasn't an anomaly. Uh, yeah, he put a lot of work into that, and contrary to the Deadspin post, which speculated he was an intern, he is, in fact, a senior editor here at the Journal. <laughs> well, Kevin, let's move over to the NFC now, because the most anticipated matchup in my eyes has got to be the uh, Saints and Seahawks uh, matchup out in Seattle. And there was all this talk last week about the Saints not being able to play on the on the road, and in particular in the playoffs, how they had faltered in the past. And uh, I'm looking ahead to this matchup. You know, there's all this noise in Seattle. There's all this hullabaloo about how it's a tough place to play. Do you see the Saints having a chance in this game out in Seattle this weekend? Yeah, I do. I think that quietly Russell Wilson has struggled the last couple of weeks, and that Saints defense you know, with Rob Ryan's blitzes puts a lot of pressure on you. So I feel like there's an opportunity there as far as uh, kind of containing that offense. I think the problem is that what the Saints do on offense is you know, have Jimmy Graham create space for everybody. And the Seahawks' defensive backs are so good. You know, Cam Chancellor, Earl Thomas, those guys are going to take away the middle of the field. Then the defensive backs, Richard Sherman, and those guys are going to kind of force the receivers to the outside. I don't see that there's any place for Breeze to throw the ball. Uh, I just feel like they're probably not going to score more than 21 points, and you know, a big play here or there by the Seahawks probably gets you the win. So I feel like maybe, you know, probably the same as the, the, the chance at luck wins in, in New England, probably 20-25% chance for the Saints. Now, I don't know if this is really, uh, you know, a very hard decision for you to make here, but, I mean, the Saints have had a very, you know, they've had a revitalized defense this year. The Seahawks, obviously, one of the best defenses in the league. Um, you know, you talk about the fact that Drew Brees might not have anywhere to throw the ball. Will Russell Wilson, I mean, have any time to throw the ball? I mean, what defense do you think has the edge here, even though Seattle, obviously, at home, probably a more favorable pick? Yeah, Russell Wilson won't have much time to throw the ball, but he does have Marshawn Lynch, who I would take uh, as, in, as far as an advantage over the New Orleans running game. I think that they are able to figure it out and move the pocket and put Wilson in uh, position to succeed. He's able to roll out, to play action. It's really they've built that team for Wilson to not have a lot of time to throw because uh, to, sorry to have a lot of time to throw, and so. 
I feel like they will be able to hold up under that the blitzing and, and the pressure way better than Drew Brees will. And quietly, you know, I looked this up a couple of weeks ago. Drew Brees is not that great under pressure, uh, contrary to maybe conventional wisdom. He only has uh, maybe the 20th best completion percentage in the NFL when he's under pressure. So uh, Wilson is better at that. So I, I really think that, that uh, Wilson will, will be able to do it. Nice. Finally, someone has given me a reason to not like Drew Brees. I've always <laughs> not liked him for no reason. Now I guess I have a reason. All well, right, he's not under pressure very much. That's, so that all, is true. Yeah. Well, I guess in the the final look, we have to look at the last matchup of the weekend, uh, the 49ers at uh, the Carolina Panthers. And now these are two very evenly matched teams. It's almost uh, creepy how evenly matched they are. You look, both physical defenses, both dual, dual threat quarterbacks. Uh, what do you think is going to be the biggest factor in, in deciding this one? Well, I think it goes back to ability to pass under pressure. And surprisingly, Cam Newton is really good with people in his face, and he's going to have a lot of them. Uh, Justin Smith's going to be in his face. Alden Smith's going to be in his face. Navarro Bowman's going to be in his face. And if he's able to spin out of that four or five times and create a big downfield play, and look, they this, the Niners take a lot of risks. And so if Newton's able to get out of the pocket and, and maybe get a 40-50 yard play, that will be the difference. And I think they could uh, they could win maybe by two touchdowns. Now, Kevin, looking at Colin Kaepernick, because you know you you look at the beginning of the season, the first week he was forced to be a pocket passer, and then he succeeded at that. And then you know from there he kind of did not succeed at being a pocket passer for a little while. Uh, you look at last year's playoffs where he just ran every team he faced into the ground, obviously except for uh, the Ravens in the Super Bowl. But it was the running game that helped him. I mean. Are we going to see a reliant Colin Kaepernick on the run for the rest of the playoffs, do you think? Or is there a chance that that pocket passer who succeeded against Green Bay in Week 1 returns? Uh, If they try that, that's going to be a disaster. Kaepernick, for whatever reason, has a complete inability to throw short passes over the middle. I don't know why that is. I don't. It must. It's the easiest thing you can do. For whatever reason, he's good at throwing it deep, or he's good at running the ball, basically. And obviously, we know what deep means. It means chucking the ball up to Anquan Bolden and hoping for the best. So, yeah, I, I don't know what you do with Kaepernick other than make him roll out and get 20 or 30 yard runs. Uh, but I do think it's a huge problem to just have him back in the pocket. And you know that Panthers defense is so good with their linebackers and, and their their secondary captain, Munnerlin, and those guys, Luke Keekley in the middle. It's going to be a tough day for him because he'll be kept in the pocket and forced to throw, and he will hate that. I guess it's kind of the same question we had with the Saints and the Seahawks in terms of defenses. I mean, do you think that Cam Newton is going to have a tough, a tougher time going up against this, you know, tough 49ers defense, or is it going to be Kaepernick? Uh, certainly, Cam Newton will have a tougher time than he normally does, but I think he'll be much better because, frankly, he's much better when people are in his face. So, yeah, I, I think that it'll be a much worse day for Kaepernick against the, the Carolina defense and the other way around. All right, so, Kevin, time for some selections here. Who are you taking in Saints, Seahawks, and then also, like we were just discussing, in Niners, Panthers? Uh, I like the Seahawks, and I like the Panthers. And then uh, on the AF side with the Colts and Patriots and, and the um, uh, Broncos in charge as well, I just feel Rivers is so forgettable, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I know. I, I <laughs> too. Uh, Broncos and the Patriots, I think it's going to be a Brady Manning for sure. <laughs> All right, Kevin Clark of the Wall Street Journal, so glad that you could join us today. And uh, please, for, for the love of God, find somewhere warm in Manhattan because it's going to be frigid in Foxborough, but it, it's going to be a good matchup. Enjoy that one. All right, thanks for having me, guys. So that is Kevin Clark, Wall Street Journal. Pleasure to talk to and uh, some good insights yeah. into our games, both on the NFC side and the AFC side. And I really thought it was interesting what he said about Colin Kaepernick 
in the fact that he is going to have a tougher time than you know Cam Newton will because you look at the Packers defense, obviously not on not, the level not of the Panthers the same defense, level as the but Panthers at all. they were running a lot of QB contains. I mean, they were running a lot of contain pack or, or contain routes for I don't know what the correct route or assignment. I guess Zone. for the outside linebackers, there'd be an outside linebacker containing Ka- uh, Colin Kaepernick, and you just spy. get around him. So right, they'd yeah. have a spy or, or a contain. So I think that uh, he's been able to really beat these defenses that are designed to slow him down. And I do like the Panthers' defense. I just don't know if they're going to be able to limit Colin Kaepernick the way that we th- we assume they will. I guess if yeah. that makes any sense. Well, just how like you weren't a believer in Russell Wilson, I wasn't necessarily a believer in Colin Kaepernick. And I tell you what has changed. Uh, watching that game last week in Green Bay, I, I was really turned over uh, to rooting for him because you look at the matchup that they had in the cold in Green Bay, Wisconsin, you're thinking this is a game that's going to favor Green Bay heavily, and he comes out and he plays his tail off for 60 minutes, and coming down to that last drive of the game, it was, there was about four minutes left in the game, and uh, he led his team down the field to put him in position to to go ahead and get that winning field goal. It was really impressive what he what the guy was able to do, and not just the fact that he was running it solely, but he was using a, a true combination of of pass of smart throws down the field, really taking care of the ball and being opportunistic when he saw a chance. And uh, he did a great job, and and that really you know I I noticed that he was real. This was real. He is a real person. <laughs> this is real. He's a real talent. <laughs> I, I know this sounds very crazy. I know it sounds crazy, but when you look at the fact that Colin Kaepernick coming into the playoffs, had not started a lot of games last year. Mm-hmm. He tears through the NFC, which was pretty tough, as you get to the Ravens, almost makes a ridiculous comeback in the Super Bowl to yeah. win it. Then last week, plays in one of the coldest games we've seen in Green Bay in the playoffs, without sleeves, yeah. mind you, which yeah, is just, yeah. I don't know, a completely different <laughs> animal. He goes out, beats Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, who I think were better than their record, considering Aaron Rodgers hadn't been in there for you know a lot of weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes out, he leads them down the field, he wins them the game with a game-winning drive. Is this the kind of guy who, uh, honestly, could be one of the best playoff quarterbacks in history? I mean, I know it's very, very early, oh, and I know it sounds very crazy, but extremely you, look at what's, you look at what this guy has done in the playoffs, and there's clearly he has another gear when it comes to the postseason. And it, it, it's just remarkable to me the amount of success he has already had in the playoffs and what he has been able to do. I mean... Even you look at like Joe Flacco, right, or like Mark Sanchez. Joe Flacco last year, you can you can see a yeah. couple of fluky plays. You can be like, all right, he just tossed it down the field, like that play against rece- Denver, right? Yeah, yeah. You right, throw that one right. Out. Or you know, he's made a, a lot yeah. of mistakes, or like, oh, you know, he's lucky he won that game. I mean, there there are those games out there for Joe Flacco in big, you know, late season games, playoff games, and even you know, you look at Mark Sanchez the first years, he had tremendous success, but it was he really. As much as I like to argue he did a lot, like he threw down the field, he did throw down the field, but he wasn't, you know, winning the game for his team. It was more the defense was winning the game. Uh, and even really the Ravens, they had a great defense. But Colin Kaepernick is winning the 49ers, in my opinion, these games because yeah. of what he brings on offense and his ability to just completely confuse some of the best defenses in the league. I just think that when you look at what he has done over the past two years, especially in the playoffs, you can't. You know, you can't not think about the fact that this guy might have something special in him mm-hmm. when it comes to playoff time. With a good defense, he's always going to be there in the playoffs. Well, yeah, I, I tend to agree with you because we were talking with with Kevin Clark about this. How 
You look at a guy like Peyton Manning, for as good as he is and all the accolades that he gets as being one of the best quarterbacks uh, in this generation of quarterbacks, uh, he doesn't get it done in the playoffs. He's only gotten it done one time throughout the course of his career. And I believe he's been in the playoffs. This is going to be his 13th game in the playoffs. And he's only got one Super Bowl to, sh- to show for it. And uh, you look at a guy like Ke- Colin Kaepernick, what he's been able to accomplish in just a short amount of time. Uh, I, I think you're right. It's it's truly amazing what he's been able right. to do. Right, and again, like I know it sounds crazy, and it's very very early in his career, but it's just it's hard to deny the fact that this guy has something in him. He has the the he wears the clutch genes when it matters. I just I really enjoy watching him play, and it is going to be fun uh, to see. Both him and Cam Newton, who is well, that's, a very similar that's type of fun, quarterback with the way he runs. Fun storyline because it's Cam Newton's first game, and we don't know what to expect. But we've seen him play on a big stage before. Uh, you can't forget he did play in the BCS National Championship yeah. game with Auburn back in the day. So he's he's a guy that's used to the pressure. He's won the Heisman. He's been to the National Championship game. It's a little different in the NFL, right. though. Didn't work out for it, Vince Young. But. Didn't work out for Vince Young. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he's a very similar quarterback to Colin Kaepernick, and he's played extremely well this year, and this has been a turnaround year for him. Last year was kind of a struggling period for him. He turned the ball over a lot, didn't quite figure it out. And this year, this team, he's got a good defense as well. It's going to be a, it's going to be an exciting game. As we were talking with Kevin Clark, this is probably the most even matchup of the four matchups this weekend, and uh, it, one little play could be the difference in this one. It's going to be who who makes the mistake. That's going to be the end uh, deciding factor. And just a quick sidebar here. Notice what the Panthers did to get here. They drafted a quarterback in the second round from a you know prestigious school uh, in terms of college football. He was all right. Uh, he, he was good in college. I wouldn't uh, say he was all right. They bring I'd say him he in. Was pretty good. He was not that good. right. He was pretty good. Yeah, I'm good. talking of course about Jimmy Clausen. Uh, they bring him in, and I don't know if you picked up on that, but Jimmy Clausen, yeah, he was pretty good. They bring him in. He stinks. Whatever. Next year, first dra- they got the first pick in the draft. They draft Cam Newton. Why can't the Jets do this with Geno Smith? Why can't they just draft a quarterback in the second round who was pretty good in college? He's not that good in the he's, he's not great in the NFL. You know, you get a kind of highish pick. Go pick Johnny Manziel. There you go. Win games. That's yeah, simple as that. <laughs> Why not? I, I, uh, I, I love how we who, always who end up no? coming back to the Jets. Who says no? I, I'm says actually no? on the same side with you here. I've said the Jets need to get a new a new option at quarterback. Because, you know, Geno Smith, yes, he was good. But uh, are you going to settle for mediocrity? And that's kind of what the Jets have been over the past couple of years. And I, I think you want to start fresh. And and uh, I'm, f- I'm for it. All right, this sidebar presented by crazy, crazy Jets fandom. <laughs> uh, don't let it happen to you. Let's move on here uh, and talk about the other game in the NFC because we just spent some time talking about Colin Kaepernick. Saints, Seahawks, and then we'll we'll do this quickly, then we'll go to the AFC because, to me, well, just personally, these are two teams I really don't like at all. Like, I hate both <laughs> of these teams. Any particular um, reason? or No, no, of course okay. not. Never, yeah. never, never reason with me. Uh, I'm going to go here and, and say the Seahawks have are better suited to win this game because I really believe that the Saints had no business beating the Eagles last week. Um, really? Even though they, they were the only team that were, was able to do it you know, easily, uh, fairly easily, out of the teams in this, in this round. Um, I don't... I don't see it with the Saints. I don't see the Rob Ryan defense, while it's good, I don't see it being good enough to ru- to limit what Russell Lynch Wilson. and Wilson bring to the table. Well, and there, there is a little Drew bit of Brees a blueprint. Is not that good. 
Uh, he's good, but he last week he was not. He was like you. You could put a lot of different a lot of different quarterbacks. In fact, I'll go out on the limb and say you could put any of the quarterbacks remaining in this in these playoffs in the seat that Drew Brees had last week, and they would win that game by at least seven points. Just going to throw that out there. Really, I think so. <laughs> well, it's interesting because you look at what they were able to do last week, and this is from the Saints. Uh, perspective, and it wasn't necessarily Drew Brees that uh, that caught my eye, and it was the the physical running game that they were able to accomplish on the ground against Philadelphia. They had 185 yards on the ground, and this is the New Orleans Saints we're talking about. Uh, that's really uncharacteristic of the Saints' style of play, and I think if they can go up to Seattle and uh, get Mark Ingram going and uh, get the ground game going like they did against uh, Philadelphia because Philadelphia was a team that was pretty potent offensively throughout the course of this season and really limit uh, limit the crowd noise out there in Seattle and take control of the clock and the tempo of the game. I, I think the Saints could one, run away with this one and steal this one away from the Seahawks because every year in the playoffs there seems to be this number one seed team that cruises through the playoff, cruises through the regular season gets the number one seed, gets the bye, and then sits there at home, and then a team comes in and knocks them out in the first round. We saw the Atlanta Falcons last year. They were able to win one game, but then they didn't eventually make it to the Super Bowl, and it's just been a common trend that these number one seeds don't get it done in the playoffs. So are the Saints going to be that team that knocks them off? I don't necessarily know, but I'm giving them more of a chance than most people are in this one, and I think if they get that ground game going like they had it going against the the Eagles, uh, who knows? You give Drew Bree, Drew Bree, <laughs> Drew Brees. Sorry, I can't even say his name. You give him some time to go, some uh, some time, two minutes left in the game with the ball in his hands. Watch out. All right, I'm I'm going to be watching for sure. <laughs> I don't think we're going to see him. Uh, let's go to the AFC here. The Colts and the Patriots. The Patriots have won at least ten games now for the eleventh straight year. Tom Brady, uh, another tremendous, uh, tremendous, tremendous season. He's won seventeen games in the playoffs. The most in NFL history. He's seventeen and seven, but he's had a long career. He might. He's clearly on the. He's clearly past the peak of his career. I don't know if he has enough in him for another Super Bowl, though. Really? Mainly because we see the last two two years against the Giants, and they rush him, they pressure him, and and he just couldn't get it done. And I don't know. You know, if that's just his one, if that's his kryptonite, is a, pa- a good pass rush. But I, I personally, I, I just, he's great, right? He's he's one of the greatest ever, I think. But yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I just, I, so I'm saying, I, I'm not saying he doesn't. I'm just saying mm-hmm. I don't know if he has another run left in it. Well, I, I tell you what, when you look at that game that the Colts played again, played last week, yeah, you can talk about Andrew Luck and how great he was, and it was great. Coming back, 28-point deficit, coming back to win that game. It was pretty amazing to watch. But leaving that alone for a second, you have to think about what that Colts defense was able to do against Kansas City for the second half of that game. I mean, Robert Mathis is a beast. And we saw the Giants a couple of years ago, actually twice in the Super Bowl, be able to use that formula of a good pass rush. And you mentioned it, Kenny. Tom Brady has had some troubles against that good pass rush. Robert Mathis and the boys are going to be coming after him this weekend. And I'm not saying that the Colts are going to win this game, but I'm saying it, the, this Colts defense is is better than most people think they are. Now, I I don't know. I'll I'll t- I'll give you that. But 
Is Andrew Luck better than a lot of people think he are? A lot of people think he is. I think he he showed a lot last week when in that game coming back. But yeah, it, it takes a lot of a lot of grit to come right. back the way he did with the way he was playing in that first half of that game with all those interceptions, all those turnovers. Even in the early part of the second half, throwing that interception at that point in the game, I thought this game was over. But the, Saints, the Chiefs go up thirty-eight to ten, and then oh, we all thought you know, it was over. Yeah, I mean. And the fact that he came back, it just talks about his character and his leadership ability with this team. But I didn't think it was over. Is you Well, obviously, because you picked the Colts. Three confidence points. Three confidence <laughs> points. But uh, and I was the only one to pick the Chiefs, and, uh, of course, I was wrong. Um, I, I don't know if the deep threat is going to be there. I, I don't know if T.Y. Yeah, is going to be open. I, I will say Bill Belichick definitely watched film, and he'll see that T.Y. Hilton – was the main target throughout the course of the second half of that game. And I, I don't know if he's going to be there. You mentioned it. But uh, I, I did like how they were pretty balanced on the on the offensive side of the ball. You look at a guy like Donald Brown. It, well, not Trent Richardson. Not Trent Richardson. It was Donald Brown that had the impact on the ground. And, uh, you know, they looked like a, a pretty good offensive power in the second half of that game. So who knows? Who knows? And, and let me just say, uh, and I don't know if it was solely his decision, but Chuck Pagano just pulled a Bill Belichick and signed Dion Branch. <laughs> yeah, game, I, d- I did see that. Which that is awesome. And uh, it's so great to see Bill Belichick being Belichick. I think the Jets did it this year with Zach Sudfeld on obviously a very smaller scale. But Dion Branch was a big part of a lot of those championship teams. And it, uh, he's, you know, Pagano, maybe trying to steal a couple little secrets away from the Patriots. Maybe that's a factor in this game. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Well, don't don't forget that the uh, the Patriots have Austin Collie on the other side of the field who played a bunch of years with the Colts. So a little, little uh, personnel swapping going on between the two teams there. I, I don't know how much of a factor that's going to be, but something to, to keep an eye on, as you mentioned. All right, our final game. With the forgettable Phil Rivers, as I mentioned, against the Broncos with the unforgettable Peyton Manning. I really enjoyed watching Phil Rivers, you know, proving everyone wrong last week who thought that the Bengals would win that game because they weren't going to win that game. The Bengals are awful. Let's just, they're awful in the playoffs. Let's just leave it at that. And I think they might always be. And it might be time for Andy Dalton to find a new home, I think, if I'm the Bengals. But that's we'll keep, for another. We'll, that's for another we'll keep, podcast. We'll keep that for our our, our banter again. Uh, yes, for the, the NFL draft, maybe. <laughs> we'll look at this game and the Broncos' defense has been so special this year, and to me, has been almost as equally uh, an important force for this team than really Peyton Manning has. Mm-hmm. I would I would think, and obviously you can't give the whole defense an MVP, but without you know. And I know there are games, you know, like the Cowboys game, obviously they let up, you know, what, 45 points, but the pass rush, Von Miller, their secondary has been awesome. Well, Von Miller has had some, some rough spouts this year with injuries, and even though he's playing on the field, I, I don't know if, you know, he's just a shell of a player that he once was, uh, you know, not going at full per- full uh, health percentage-wise. But I think you're right. Uh, you make some good points. When when Peyton was over in Indianapolis, that was always the big problem that he had. He, he had good offense, and when it came playoff time, the defense just never was able to hold up. He never had a really good running game with him, and so you know this could be this could be the team that finally gets him over the hump and gets him back to the Super Bowl. But uh, 
I've said all along, uh, well, I haven't been on NFL Friday at all this season, but I've been saying to to my family and my friends and all those who will listen to To me. To the wall next to your bed. (laughs) Anyone who will listen to me, (laughs) that the team that plays hot down the stretch is the team to watch out for. And this San Diego Chargers team, I've I've said that uh, they look pretty dangerous. And um, the fact that they went into Denver not too long ago and knocked them off is a sure sign that they can go in there this week and do it again. Right. And look, and I was the one as well last week saying the Chargers were going to win. And I, I picked them, and well, I was the one you. advocating for the fact that they were a hot team and the fact that the Niners were a hot team. Yeah, the Niners, I, Chargers, they're they are playing their best right. football right now. They're peaking at the right time. I, I, I would not – if the Chargers beat the Broncos, which I'm – look. I think it's going to happen, I, by you the know, way. Let's be honest. I called Phil Rivers um, forgettable because he wore a bolo tie. But I will say that you know they are clearly not the better team here on oh, paper. Oh, clearly, clearly but not. I, I do think that while everyone likes to argue momentum doesn't exist – I think that they have a little bit. Say that to the Giants, right? They have a little bit of uh, of steam uh, in their engine, and well, steam to power their engine, I guess. And I, I think that the Broncos may be may be overmatched, honestly, by the running game of the Chargers because yeah. that's what Matthews really won them their well. last game. And Ryan Matthews, yeah, yeah. Who, that's right. That's right, Peyton Manning and Ryan Matthews. Who, of course, you didn't want to trade for in fantasy football. You would have rather had Rashard Mendenhall and had that work out for you. Oh uh, uh, yeah, we're not we're not going to get into my fantasy woes this year. <laughs> That's uh, what happens when you auto draft. I think yeah. I ended up in what 14th out of uh, 16. Uh, or I, 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 don't I don't know. It was know. a dreadful year, a year to forget in fantasy for me. But moving on. To <laughs> yeah, well, I, well, the, I mean, I, I don't even know if Ryan Matthews is going to be in, uh, healthy. You know? Yeah. I, well, I don't know. He he did play well. Last week, um, you know, but you look at you look at the the last four games of the season for this Chargers team. They beat the Giants thirty seven fourteen, which did, doesn't look that impressive considering you know the, how the Giants ended their season seven and nine. But the that big win out in Denver twenty seven twenty. Ryan Matthews had a hundred twenty seven yards on the ground. Philip Rivers hundred sixty six yards. Yeah, you know. They're playing against the AFC West, which turned out to be one of the best divisions this year in football. Three three playoff teams in it. Yep. And uh, they had three straight wins against Denver, Oakland, and Kansas City. Albeit that last Kansas City ended in a little controversial call, but uh, the way they went out to Cincinnati in the jungle, beat them twenty-seven. What was the pause after that? Were you like waiting for something? To, like, in the were you jungle. Waiting for somebody to play. You no, know, I'm just or... making fun of the jungle because I, I don't think the we... jungle is all that great. <laughs> in a... the jungle, <laughs> we have a lot of sounds. We have a lot of sounds they like to play, but I don't think there's any jungle sound. Get, get a little uh, bangle growling or <laughs> whimpering now. I uh, guess. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't jungle. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> in the jungle. <laughs> uh, that's a good. That's a good song, actually. Julian Adianza, of course, our producer, playing that one. Uh, <laughs> all right, you know what? Um, I'm really upset uh, this week because you know he's hurt, and usually would he would probably start at running backs, running back for the Colts, and he is pick Ballard, and it is time for our picks. This man was a bona fide scrub. He can't play. Well, okay. That's a little Let's mean. look into the crystal ball for some <laughs> weekly NFL predictions. How are you going to do pick Ballard like that, man? Come on. He's hurt. He's hurt. All right. We are going to use our confidence points system once again. 
And Nick Legerfo is new to this. Yeah. The game you are, and Matt Morrow actually admitted to me that he did the reverse, so his most confident he did one. But your most, you're going to pick games. The most confident pick you have, you'll put four. You'll bet four points on it. Okay. You get obviously the most possible you can get is ten. Uh, I got five last week. Julian got five last week. I don't know who else, but Nolan that, also got five. Nolan got five, but like we're all that matters, right? Me and Julian. And I do have uh, Nolan's picks. He emailed them in to me with oh, confidence. Wow, look at that! Oh, oh wow, with with confidence rankings. Um, so that that's how you do it. So, we'll go. so if I'm like super confident, I'm gonna put four points. Right. And if you're like, eh, I'm not sure about that, one point. Okay. So so yeah, so you're gonna so like I put four confidence points on the Niners last week, but I only put one on the Chargers and coincidentally enough, those are the only ones I got right. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's start things off here with the first game we'll see on Saturday at four thirty. It is the Saints and the Seahawks. The Seahawks, seven and a half point favorites. And I'm gonna go with the Seahawks in this one and give them two points. You're giving them two. Yep. Alright. Jeez, this is tough. This new confidence. I gotta think. System. You know, you actually I, have to I, use I your head. I gotta use my brain on this one. I, but you know what? I think I'm gonna go with the Seahawks in this one, and I'm gonna go three confidence points. Wow, well, all right. Pretty confident. Pretty confident. Obviously. <laughs> yeah, Nick, you really convinced me during the show. I don't think the Saints have a good shot, better shot than a lot of people are giving them. But I think this team is too good on defense to have a that kind of a letdown. I will do the exact same thing. Nolan and I will pick the Seahawks over the Saints three confidence points. Alright, this is the Patriots and the Colts. I, I, you know what, I, when I paused, I was thinking about how many points You're I wanted to put the, on this. The jungle just, sound. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> the Patriots are seven point favorites and they are going to get my four confidence points. I never bet against Tom Brady. I never bet against Tom Brady. That's right, Steve <laughs> Seminary. Go ahead. Go ahead, Nick. Well, I guess, uh, let's see here. Mm. Patriots are home against the Colts. You know what? I'm going to do the same thing. I, you've convinced me. Four points on the Patriots. Wow. You know what? Because it's just such, that to me, you look at all these games, right? There's a slight chance the Saints can beat the Seahawks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there's any chance the, pa- the the Colts beat the Patriots. And then the Niners and the Panthers and, and the Broncos. Yeah, so I, I'm going four yeah. on the Patriots. Julian? I really think the Colts have a good shot. I don't – if you look at the weapons that the Patriots have on offense, they've made it work, but I think with the ability – Where's the ammunition? You know, where you get the ammunition from? No, because Andrew Luck, with the guys that he's had, with T.Y. Hilton being his primary target, he has the that magic, that ability that Brady had early in his career. He still has it, but Whoa. I think – let me. Andrew Luck is a very good quarterback, and I think he he'll be able to to show up on the road and take down Indy. So I'm going to give the Colts uh, over the Patriots, who just don't scare me as much anymore. Two confidence points on that. Wow. Uh, Nolan has the Pats over the Colts for two confidence points. And who does he have? Uh, Saints Seahawks. He's probably got Seahawks four, right? No, he he, he had Se- Seahawks over the Saints three. Yeah, oh. he went he went with me on that one. Three. three. All right, let's go Sunday now at 1 o'clock. The Niners and the Panthers. The Niners are one-point favorite, and they're going to get one point from me in our confidence rankings, but I'm going to pick the 49ers, whom I think will win the Super Bowl this year Interesting. to beat, to beat the uh, Panthers. Yeah, I'm also going to give the, the Niners one confidence point. Uh, this is such an evenly matched game. It's hard to, hard to say either way, but... Uh, the way Colin Kaepernick went into the tundra out there in Lambeau Field uh, really impressed me, and I think he gets the edge here. Julian, 
I think uh, another regular season rematch. Um, I think the Panthers are going to uh, go 2-0 against the Niners. Um, but I'm not sure, so I'll give it one confidence point. And so is Nolan. We're, we're, we're of the same mind this week. So Panthers over the Niners for both of us, one confidence And you point. went one, too, right? Yeah, I also So we're all one. going one on this game. I think we all agree this is going to be the tightest matchup of them all. Finally, the Chargers and the Broncos, 440 on Sunday, before this music concludes, this beautiful music that I love. Broncos are nine-point favorites. I'm going to go three points on Los Broncos. Oh, you're going with the Broncos. Yep. Okay. Well, I'm going to go the opposite. I, I, can't, I just can't I, bet I against Peyton Manning. I have to go against you at least once throughout the course of these predictions, so I'm going to go Philip Rivers, the forgettable Philip Rivers, <laughs> is going to knock down Peyton Manning once again in the playoffs, and I'm going to go two confidence points on that. Please do not wear a bolo tie again, Philip Rivers. All right, go ahead, Julian. I mean, that matchup was so close in the regular season. Yeah. That was a close game. It's not a gimme, and it's uh, it's bad that both Nolan and I have saved this game for our four-confidence point game, but we're both going to pick the Broncos. I, you, you know what? I just I can't put four on it because of the way that the Chargers played in the regular season, and... I do think, we talked about it, I do think that there's definitely something to this momentum thing when it comes to playing well into the playoffs. So, I think, I, 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 I think the Chargers have a chance, but I'm still picking the Broncos. You're tooling your pen in, in agreement there? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just going with, this, I'm going with the Chargers. I got to go with the hot hands. I got to go with the hot hands. I, you know what? You're probably going to be celebrated if they win. Like, you'll be the most celebrated member on our show in the past maybe three weeks. But if they lose, we're just going to have to completely like, I wouldn't laugh be surprised and ridicule you. I wouldn't be surprised if the Chargers went to the Super Bowl. Really? That's how bold I'll You know go. what? They just they have that determination. You know they just they have, have that, that deter- yeah, the, determination. You know, the, the, the you know fight in them. They, they're a little scrappy dog. You know, Just like Greg Jennings. Yeah, Madden hero Greg Jennings. They're like the stray dog. They they just keep coming back. I was really I was hoping for the the determination bumper, but I didn't. I didn't oh, get it. I, we don't have that one up. We don't. <laughs> we have that one up. Oh, fine, fine. Here we go. You want so it? much determination, though. <laughs> you happy? Oh, come on. Yeah. See, I was determined to get that on the air. All right. <laughs> Julian's getting a. So, yeah, no, Nolan just texted me. He said um, we he only got five confidence points. So I was I was right about that. So we're. All three of us are even at five, so this is the breaking. This is. this is the breaking point. Nick will, you know, you'll have to factor mine. I, I'll get double this week. Yeah, on well, well, I, no, you're not getting double. <laughs> you're not I getting... think I think I'm rooting for the Chargers to win, though. because well, yeah, you have four that's on the it, upset. I only have three. I mean, I'm rooting for the Colts, but I don't think that's going to happen. Um, and it, we'll save the Charger clip f- from you, Nick. So if they do go to the Super Bowl, we can play it. You throughout heard it Super here first. You heard it here first. Well, actually, on one on one last week, Kelly and I. You I said it. No, I, I, did you say they were going to go? You wouldn't be surprised if they went. I might have. I don't. I don't remember. I say a lot of things, so I don't really. Rem- I don't really keep track of all the things I say. I just say a lot of crazy things, uh, like Colin Kaepernick might be the best quarterback in like playoff history. Niners ever. and Chargers in the Super Bowl. Like that's I actually. I, I might have. I. I said that on who did Facebook. You ha- who did you have the Niners? You, I said that you already on said the Niners are going to be in there. But who, yeah. who's the other team? Well, I, I said I actually picked Niners Chargers on when I was talking with someone on Facebook uh, in, in my, a comment on, I don't know, God knows what. But I could see it. I think the winner of the Broncos Chargers game goes to the Super Bowl against the Niners. I think I do. I think they do. All right. Fair enough. That is, by the way, the Chargers 49ers would be a rematch of Super Bowl 29, where the 49ers won 49-26. Uh, 
on this day in NFL history. Wow. Wow. Uh, not today, that? though. That was a lie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you have me, like, believing. Just like I, I just now believe in Russell Wilson. But anyway, for Nick Legerfo. Greg James. <laughs> <laughs> he's out, man. He's, he's on the Vikings. What? Why did? Oh, man, he's got to be so upset he plays for the Vikings, man. So, oh, also the X Factor. We forgot to talk about this. Percy Harvin coming back. <laughs> And we know how effective he's been with the, the Seahawks this year. One for 17. So, you know, that that's coming back. Who knows, though? Who knows? I mean, maybe he could, all jokes aside, maybe he could actually. All jokes aside, he was a dynamic player uh, throughout his career at Florida. And, you know, he, he had some good years in Cer- certainly not Minnesota. Stagnant. Certainly not stagnant. Yeah. All right. For Nick Legerfa, my co-host, Julian Adianza, our producer, please enjoy football this weekend very much. This has been One-on-One's NFL Friday, only on WFUVsports.org. Join us next week as we take you around the NFL. We'll see you then.